Hi everyone, welcome back to Model Student. I'm your host and friend, Alexander Rain. Thank you so much for being here. I Anchor, which is where I distribute my podcast, got a makeover to Spotify for Podcasters, and it, they have all these new exciting things. And one of it is I can see, and maybe I could always see this, but now it's easier to see how many people are subscribed and following the podcast on Spotify, which is over a thousand people, which is absolutely like I cannot fathom it, but thank you so much for being here and for listening and um, spending your time with me and my guests. And today's guest is very lovely. I'm very excited to share this conversation with Victoria. She is a owner of a vintage shop that caters to mid to plus size. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Victoria. Um, <laughs> sorry, I like cut you off in the middle of the sentence to to get. Oh yeah, on air. No, I um, there's pieces that I've attempted. I mean, sewing and stuff. Um, and I commend all like slow fashion, like small brands that sew their own items and sell yeah. it because I would be terrified that somebody would think the quality is weird or if they don't like it it's more offensive because I made it (laughs) yeah totally I know I I mean anyone that can sew period I'm so impressed with because I like yeah I am like amazed I mean I've said it so many times on this podcast everyone's like hey we get it like just get a sewing machine and learn so tedious yeah and really um you have to be so detail oriented which I feel like yeah. sometimes I lack but anyway yeah impatient <laughs> which I definitely am not but um welcome Victoria to model Thank student you. as a formal introduction um uh, I was just telling you before we started recording that I found you on TikTok through your like sustainable fashion outfit of the day videos so I wanted to ask you the first big question is when did you become interested in fashion? I probably think I became interested when I first was able to start having cognitive thoughts. So like <laughs> eight, seven, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Um, yeah. So I kind of always had a knack for it, but I didn't know how to guide it because yes. that in high school that's kind of when and even really middle school is kind of when cell phones and social media started like MySpace that sort yes. of thing and at that age you're you're so prone to copying each other versus yeah. finding your own style and voice I guess so I mean I just turned 31 and I'm still Still. I saw that also on a TikTok. <laughs> I meant to wish you a happy birthday. Congratulations. Thank you. I feel like I'm 22 in my head. But... Oh, that's, I mean, I'm 22 and I feel like eight years old. So it I goes by fast. It yeah. Goes, I mean, everyone says that. It's such like, you know, a cliche to say, but no. it goes by fast. It's so exciting. So when do you feel like 
from when do you feel like you started developing your own style like if the interest is there but as you say I think for everyone universally like you just want to fit in when did you kind of become or have develop your own sense of style I think when I got my driver's license and I could go to the mall like so at 17 or something myself yeah and I remember I distinctly remember always going to forever 21 by myself our mall had just gotten a forever 21 yeah and I remember going in there wanting to always find the most unique piece like the piece that and like it's funny to say that now because it's like forever 21 (laughs) Um, (laughs) you're like what is unique in forever 21 is like oxymorons but no I love that (laughs) trying to find the piece that like everybody else at school wasn't wearing or something that was a little bit unexpected so that was kind of like my first taste of like okay I don't really want to wear like Hollister and Billabong Mm. and Abercrombie and all that um, I feel like of the fast fashion brands especially like in the 2010s like I will say I will give credit where credit is due despite the fast fashion-esque of-ness of it all like Forever 21 it had a range and it also was kind of like I feel like it was like pre-Zara H&M like the the fashion spot like yeah you know, a little bit. It was more than just like Hollister across the chest and yeah. a t-shirt. So. Well, one thousand percent. Well, then they had like that contemporary line. Yeah. You know, contemporary, quote unquote, and yeah, like different yeah, yeah. lines. And then they had like different like streetwear, quote unquote, yeah. sections. So it was like your first taste of like, even though I'm pretty sure 99% of the stuff they sold was knocked off from oh, somewhere. For sure. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Like it was, it was theft. It was creative and intellectual property theft, but it was oh, 1000%. And we were microdosing. We were microdosing <laughs> the, the style of fashion on a budget. So funny. I love I mean, that you said Forever 21 because that's my, one of my best friends and I every single Friday, like would go to the mall like yeah. and go head book it straight to forever 21 oh yeah which is so weird to think about now I don't but. know if like I don't I've never even researched when Zara came to I, the United States yeah I feel like for me I remember like my junior year of high school which was 2017 I feel like at yeah. least was when I was aware of it and started like shopping online for it yeah you know and like seeing it and I think their their huge sales have become a lot more yeah uh, like ingrained in society to like yes. wait for them and stuff totally I think it's I think honestly yeah within the last like five six years it's kind of become like mainstream and easily accessible ish yeah yeah to younger people <laughs> when um okay so what year did you graduate high school 2010 2010 no no I'm just trying to like I'm just like trying to get the context of like what was happening yeah at that time like who the big it girls were like who were you looking to for like style like were you where where, where was the inspo coming from yeah um honestly a lot of it was like growing up was like Mary Kate Nashley yes like, that was like the biggest yes forever and then, honestly they're so to themselves so it was yeah. it like you couldn't just go online and like how you know Miley Cyrus Selena Gomez were like posting 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 it was like yeah. okay well where is Mary Kate Nashley yeah no they're <laughs> under know? the radar for sure 
yeah so under the radar but i i've always loved their um like effortless style it it comes off effortless like you just woke up and grabbed something off your floor but it's yeah. probably you know four hundred dollars and yeah, it's really not it's effortless <laughs> yeah it's like thousands yeah. of dollars yes exactly yeah. so I mean, I would say if I had, if I was rich, I feel like I would have so many items maybe from the row. Mm. Um, but alas. Yeah, <laughs> but we are. Yeah. No, it's luxury yeah. fashion for sure. And I appreciate it so much. It's out of my price range, but yeah. I love it and will happily always find dupes for it. Yes. It's but really I, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I feel like um, Mary Kate and Ashley too, like, I remember being in high school and like, trying to get like the bedhead look that they had yes. like cool girl yeah like know? oh has she brushed her hair today but it yeah but she looks gorgeous <laughs> yeah else, other than because I feel like those I feel like for all of the fashion girlies like Mary Kate and Ashley always come up they were like always staple, yeah. you know the it yeah I think um I think Gossip Girl at that time had a very severe like Serena Vanderwoodson, she had that effortless also bedhead vibe. Yeah, yeah, yes. Oh my god, yeah. So no. anything that was like any person that woke up and wore whatever was on their ground, that's kind of where I was like, wow, that's the style. What you were trying to? Did you feel like having the vision of that, and then what you were actually wearing then up to now? Do you feel like? It's- yeah, do you feel like it got the essence of it? Because obviously, like you say, you don't want to copy and paste, but kind of the. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying? I think to say? I tried. I think I did my best. Um, and at that that's time, all that matters. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, when I look back at outfits now, I'm like, I could tell where my thought process was, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't being executed. It's kind of like when you have a, a outfit in your head and then you put it on, and you're like, "This is not." how it was supposed to go yes I know it's always so heartbreaking there's like the vision and then there's the actual as you say the actual execution yeah Yeah. uh, I don't think it uh, matched up maybe and I I think it's I think I'm still searching for that perfect match I mean I go through old college pictures and I'm like I could tell where you know young Victoria's head was at I saw also (laughs) you posted a TikTok pretty recently um about like the maximalist phase I feel like that was happening in like 2021 2022 this past couple of year and then it was like the like Finn Wolfhart like little was it yeah the switchover yeah yeah the switchover I think Um, honestly like I think like I said it stemmed like where I've always wanted to find that unique piece so I think that I got a sense of comfort from the maximalists because Mm -hmm. they weren't things people were wearing every single day but I think that now when I look back I'm like I think I maybe over overshot it a little bit and I just like to take pieces away from that versus like the whole outfit being maximalist I like maybe like a trouser with a blazer but then a weirdly constructed top yeah so like picking and choosing the pieces and I think in my older age and I don't know if you're older age you're 31 (laughs) (laughs) you're like so young (laughs) 
I think there's oh like God. definitely more of a sense of comfort dressing versus yes. like, and I don't know. I mean, I can't self-diagnose myself, but sure. just feeling that overbearing, um, like overstimulated feeling of yeah. all of maximalist dressing. And I'm like every day, you know, I would get undressed halfway through the day because something is bothering me. And I'm like, this is not, I don't think the route I want to like stay going down. But again, it's hard. I mean, that was what, two years ago. So it's hard still for even if somebody says they know their exact style and they're 19, there's just like no way. I think, yeah, I think it's so, I think we think of style like as being this like finite thing, like, oh, what's your style? And especially with like, TikTok and the micro aesthetics and trends it's like oh I'm dark academia I'm a yeah. ballet core I'm maximalist I'm but really it's like a, a personality yeah it changes or I like to think of style like compared to like handwriting because when you're growing up your handwriting changes a lot and it's still yeah. there are subtle changes it's still yours but and then they're actually so smart to think of it that way <laughs> That's like the perfect <laughs> thank you thank you I will be maybe yeah maybe I'll write a book about that or something it'd be a very short book I don't know how what else you could say about it but I think I think so much of it is like feeling I'm curious what you think of like feeling versus presentation because like I like I like Adam Sandler if I'm any court it's Adam Sandler court oh my god comfortable like that yes like that's what I want to be like if I don't feel comfortable yeah. I can't wear it yeah. and there's like you know sometimes you like dress up but I still have to feel like in my own skin yeah yeah what do you think because sometimes I see these gorgeous 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 people in the most like extravagant amazing outfits and I'm like I love that for them and the presentation of it yeah. is right on point but I know if I were to wear it, I would like even like creases in the back of jeans like oh my gosh and like I can't do it like yeah and yeah. that's on me like that's like a sensory problem I need to yeah. work I think sensory has you know like, I don't know about people with you know other brains yeah but sensory <laughs> is a huge proponent of getting dressed I mean when you talk about yeah. creases I cannot wear linen and some yeah. people are so into linen because you know it's a natural fiber but I'm like absolutely not you yeah. can't I mean you'd have to walk around with a steamer like a, yeah. have to yeah totally. <laughs> what are some of your like favorite I've never asked anybody this what are some of your favorite fabrics to wear some of my favorite fabrics, probably my most favorite is cotton, just okay. because, yes, yes, yes. I mean, you can't know. go wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you really can't. I mean, cotton denim, cotton shirts. Um, I think there's definitely a time and place for polyester. It depends mm-hmm. on the type of polyester and if it's a blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. cotton poly blend. Um I I'm I can do that. I mean, a lot of clothes are made with blends now, just yeah. pricing wise. Yeah. Um, but I think just a hundred percent polyester. It depends on the item because of again sensory polyester gets very staticky, like yeah. very quickly. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say cotton. A lot of rayon. Um, you just have to be careful because it shrinks. But rayon is like a very you know malleable free-flowing yeah, fabric com- yeah 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 yeah. Love it. um 
those are probably my top two I love that I've never asked anybody that and I mean maybe that'll be like the opening question every time and I mean some people I mean with my shop I mean all my linen pieces sell just so quickly I wanted like you're reading my mind good for you (laughs) love it for you I want to talk to you about shop penny yeah your gorgeous 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 vintage (laughs) secondhand shop store um for mid I like wrote I copied and pasted the mission statement because I didn't <laughs> I saw it. It you. <laughs> no I, so it's okay you I'm, and this is whenever somebody reads back my writing out loud to me it's uncomfortable but unfortunately I'm gonna <laughs> do that to you now I'm so sorry okay so shop Penny the mission statement is coupled with a passion for buying secondhand middle and plus size clothing clothing and an abundant abundance of garments destined for landfills across the nation victoria the founder realized she wanted to share her finds with the rest of the size 14 to 26 here in the united states yeah i I, you started it what year 20 i started it uh, it was in the summer of 2021 okay amazing um I literally was like at home well I mean I had been thinking about it for a little while but uh, I was at home on like a medical leave for like a month Mm. and I'm like let me just see yeah let me just start some little I started my Instagram yeah first because my website didn't launch until this last summer so summer 2022 yeah um but I I think revved up my love of thrifting because we started or I started thrifting maybe in like 2010 it was right when high school was like ending and then I moved to LA for college and I didn't really thrift as much just because I don't know living in like now I feel like thrifting has gone away from being oh this is like a cheap item versus now it's this is a cool, unique, sustainable item. Yeah. So at first it was like, let me just get some like inexpensive clothing. Yeah. And it was almost like looked down upon. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I feel like the thrift store. Exactly. Yeah. I do feel like there was some stigma around it where now yeah. it's like the cool, not even the cool girls, but also like yeah. celebrities now are, yeah. you know, like Bella Hadid or Depop Queen, which that's, yeah you know still technically thrifting or even having designer um wearing old di- designer collections yeah there's it's kind I of mean, a there's, status symbol yeah. in a way in Which a I'm way so that it's like yeah. more into that I mean I remember yeah. I know, do you know um Lennon Stella she was on the show mm-hmm. Nashville but she she lives her and her sister were on the show Nashville, but I okay. distinctly remember her always thrifting as well. And she had a ton of money she'd go buy yeah. with her, but I distinctly remember her thrifting also. And I'm like, I feel like from there, and that was, I don't know when the show came out, 2015 maybe? Yeah. I don't know when it came out, but I was like, that's kind of when the shift kind of started. Definitely. Like, And then me. you had like YouTubers, like I l- used to love watching Best Dress would do like thrift hauls and like Emma Chamberlain too. Uh So I feel like it's, yeah, definitely like. The stigma has, yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) I want to talk to you about 
well first I want to talk about like the very technical like process of it reselling it but then also like the more purpose behind it and so that's where we're gonna go but first when you go thrifting like are there certain days of the week you go do you go to certain places how long are you there like what like what (laughs) like is there do you start at like the shirts and then work your way like what is the map that you take within the thrift literally And I think a lot of people, I tell this to like other reseller friends and stuff, or maybe people that are hard time finding stuff, but you need to switch up. If you are going to a location and you consistently can't find stuff, you like, you need to switch up your location. Yeah. Um, And it took me a long time to find, and I shop at, um, I do most of my sourcing for my shop at one thrift store that's local to Northern California. And um, I mostly found them because I was so tired of going to Goodwill, Salvation Army, yeah. Savers. They're just so, I still will do some side shopping there, but they're so, uh, overpriced. Um, yeah. it's expensive. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, I mean, it's definitely better than, you know, yeah, go to Goodwill. It's better for the environment than spending $200 at Shein. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely. definitely. For the, you know, and then the people that shoppy doing the sizes that I do, um, yeah. I, I'm not obviously shopping for those sizes for myself, especially when I get up to the 22, 24, 26. Yeah. Um, but since I am shopping, I go once a week, uh, yes. for my big haul for my store. Yeah. Um, so I like to do once a week, mostly because the turnover of items in the store, and then I do source a lot that day. So I do, I will leave some stuff behind if it's a really unique piece. Like for example, there was a size 22, like amazing eloquy pink suit set. And I did leave That's it nice. there for a little while because I'm like, this is really cool. Like someone yeah. needs this, right? Yeah. And it didn't get picked up for two weeks. So you I'm said, like, this hey, is I'm going to grab it for my shop then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm curious about that. Like, I feel like, and I loved what you put about like garments destined for landfills across the nation, because I think there's this idea of, I don't, and let me maybe phrase it this way. I don't think people understand how much excess of materials there are in the United States and in the world like yeah I think there's kind of been this rhetoric that oh if you're thrifting and you're of a certain class then you're taking away from people who really need it yeah but there's so much like there's so much yeah like stuff out there that as you say like it's like there's enough for everyone. I yeah. Well, and are, even you know what I mean? that kind of like, I see. So, I mean, just my for you page on TikTok, I see so many videos of people either, you know, bashing on sellers or there's videos yeah. of people who are sticking up for resellers or there's people that are sticking up for people that have money that visibly have money, but are thrifting or people mm-hmm. that are bashing on those people. And the simplest term is I think, you're like in society you're never ever gonna win um <laughs> on TikTok never, I would ever. I would say on TikTok you'll on never TikTok, ever yeah, like never, it is hell I mean there's 
just so many you're getting pulled in so many different directions if I'm only sourcing for size 14 then I'm not size inclusive but if I'm sourcing for up to size 26 and I'm taking clothes from the rest of the people but then if I'm leaving it there they're going to landfills but then you know so it's totally well I'm glad that you brought up the example of that pantsuit and like waiting two weeks just because I think like listen the girls on depop they hustle they will sell brandy melville tops for like like more than the actual original price and like oh yeah like I think when I knock resellers or when I if we're gonna let's talk about the girls that are selling fast fashion there's always bad there's always a well not bad but there's always a different questionable side yeah profession I guess but I think I think the like benefit of having resellers is it saves the buyer so much time yeah you don't yeah to curate a shop and an aesthetic and a wardrobe and like a collection and to be able to browse through that quickly knowing especially with your shop that it caters to your size yeah going to the the di the salvation army the goodwill and just hoping that you'll find something like i think it's yeah. a service and you pay for the service i think so. that a lot of people that complain that resellers are taking the items or or you know that sort of rhetoric are the people that like thrifting and yeah. i think that they forget that there is thousands of people that either don't like thrifting but yeah. want to buy sustainably yeah. people that work full-time people that don't um necessarily know how to style themselves mom yeah. dads yeah. like there's such a large clientele of people that don't have free time like us or aren't in college that can just go to the thrift store or drive to the thrift store and do whatever they want I mean or enjoy it. I mean, my own sister, yeah. little sister, has access to thrift stores, and she just doesn't genuinely enjoy thrifting. She likes totally. sustainably shopping, but she doesn't. She'll go to the thrift store, be there th- for thirty minutes. Yeah, and- no, I. I <laughs> it's like if we're going thrifting, we're going for at least an hour and a half. Yeah, like I we're mean, putting six in the time. Hours, honestly. Oh like, my I, gosh. I think yeah. if I only go for four hours, that's like a weird day. That's like a small. Really? Well, I guess yeah. yeah, yeah. You're not just buying for yourself. I want to talk to you about um, like, and I. I put on the email I sent you, I said, access to cute clothes, question mark. Yeah. I wasn't really sure how to say, because I think there, the discourse that I have seen on TikTok around fast fashion and sustainability and thrifting and, um, because I think there can be a lot of shaming around people that dress fast fashion and the response Mm -hmm. that I've seen as well, if you're mid to plus size that's the easiest place to get clothes um so I guess my question for you is like accessibility for people in that size range and having it be sustainable having it be cute having it be unique thoughts I think (laughs) it um like I said I shop for all those sizes so I get a very um up close and personal uh 
experience I guess Mm -hmm. in what those sizes have and to preface every state every city is going to have different thrift stores it depends on where you live as well for sure Um, I I don't want to say lucky for me but I've had zero problem at my thrift stores finding cute items in multiple size ranges Um, I mean local goodwills have a quote-unquote plus size section that are always filled with incredible pieces again you know goodwill (laughs) (laughs) but at least it's sustainable and there are cute pieces and I can understand why people in you know larger bodies would say that they can never find anything because it really depends on location it depends on your willingness to find it like you say yeah it I mean it depends on your um your brain if you're able to look at an item and see how it can be styled whether it be cut out the lining cut out this or take this button off or hem it like five inches up or you just have to be able to visualize that and not everybody has that brain I was going to say, I think thrifting, uh, like just across the board, you have to be able to see a piece and then take it outside of the context of, and like place it in your own closet, imagine it on your own body, how it, if it could work, if it couldn't, it's a skill. It really is a skill. I would suggest to any mid or plus size person, I mean, really anybody, but that those people specifically Mm. to get any sort of either thread and needle or sewing starting kit because one of the comments I get a lot is that oh I can rarely find anything for my hips or I can rarely find anything that's for my height or I can and so it's like such simple changes because I'm only a size 14 and I have to alter a lot of my clothes. I have, wow. you know, um, but again, like it's so nuanced. Not everybody has time to sew. If you're yeah. coming back to your eight hour job, you're not going to go to the thrift store, find a skirt that's cute, but too long and then go home and alter it shorter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was thinking, (laughs) I was thinking about, have you read The Artist Way or heard of that book? I don't think so. It's just like a little like workbook, a little creativity essentially. But I was reading it and I was thinking and like to be able to like play or to be creative like to have time to be able to do that I mean this is so like duh is such a privilege yeah that's why I think it's great like having people like you who have that creativity who have the eye for it who can then make a website and list everything and then for the people who maybe don't have the time or just don't want to (laughs) can look and scroll and oh got it love it buy it order it you know it really is I mean like you said it really is a privilege I mean you just don't before and I even a talent too even the talent of being yeah. able to do that is like a privilege because not let not everyone not everyone can thrift and I'm sorry to say it yeah it's a skill you can learn it but some people really just naturally have a knack for it I think it's like I have always compared it to like 
drawing mm-hmm. where like there's a difference between somebody who knows how to draw and then nurture that drawing into like perfecting it and then somebody mm-hmm. like me who I mean growing up I would try to copy my older sister's artwork yeah verbatim, and it just turns out like <laughs> a four-year-old drew it so yeah just, yeah you can't you can do you can I could probably watch all the podcasts I could go to all the drawing classes I could go to and I would never be able to draw the way she draws yeah and so I compare that to um thrifting and having I guess loosely a sense of style where you yeah. can put things together and it's not just what the store is showing you on the mannequin or yeah. what influencers are wearing like oh I got this from Amazon this is yeah. the link and then you go and buy it and their storefront the Amazon storefront <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Oh, even though man. I will say sometimes I'm like that is a cozy a lot of times when I see Amazon storefronts it's like the cozy pieces like sweater or sweats and I'm like that's actually kind of cute so yeah I don't know I shopped in someone's Amazon storefront I like got all the stuff to clean my car that she like (laughs) it was like a cleaning tiktoker I was like absolutely like do you do you ever come across cat Ben on tiktok no oh my gosh it will like scratch your okay I'll watch it I'll watch wait what is it c-a-t-b-e-n Okay. I think her name's maybe it's Catherine. Okay. I know I'm I like <laughs> I love the TikToks for and this is so like the dedication. That's like quick second clips. It's like so cut it's like chopped up and it's like Yeah. The clip and I'm like, wow, I feel literally yeah. motivated. <laughs> literally. And that takes so much time. Like good for them. To edit that, I'm like, yeah. I, I'm like, I post just like a little like Pinterest dump that like it's just like the swipe capsule votes. Like, yeah, it's too much for me. Like I can't. This is good. I think Pinterest has been really cool too, and I've yeah. noticed. And I don't know if it's just my page, but I've noticed it. It's very algorithm based too. Yeah. Look at something for a period of time it like continues to show me those things yeah yeah no kind of good and kind of you know like let's switch it up a little yeah I know (laughs) I know I algorithms are such a funny thing and somebody somewhere who's smarter than me needs to do like a full study academic study on how it's style yeah yeah well and it used to not be it's so stopped on something and it then showed you stuff like that like I remember Instagram so long ago no I miss when it- old algorithm <laughs> like I miss I'm like give me chronological give me ah, why so- did you stop doing that so I don't weird. know it was awful <laughs> like every I feel like every episode on this podcast there's like a few like rotating talking points one is like people who so amaze me and then also just talking dunking on the algorithms <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what I do best that's my bread and butter on this podcast <laughs> on honestly I've well, had... I was wondering who came up with it because some hmm. coder, some co, some Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, so I don't know. Mark. I really don't know. Marky, Marky, Marky. <laughs> Talk about a style icon. He wears the same thing every day, doesn't he? Very Steve Jobs. Steve yeah, Jobs. No, it's so. Me. That's who I need to have on next. Is like one of the Silicon Valley guys. Be like, why My God. do you have a uniform? Like, are you being forced? Is this yeah, like, like, like Yes, yes. 
I've had so much fun talking to you really and truly like I'm so happy I have good I have you on we have like well it's been like I you know I can talk to like people in my real life but they don't fully like I mean not everybody is so deep on TikTok not everyone is chronically online like I am and it's it it serves this podcast well unfortunately (laughs) no I mean yeah, you're just so cool and great and funny. And I'm glad that you understand my sense of humor. It's yeah. sometimes scary, like when you're meeting someone new and you like reference like a TikTok audio or something like that. And it's crickets. And you're like, okay, our They're first like, pages what? are different. Like, I know. And you think that everyone's on it. You know. Because you're like every, like there's so many people online. And you're yeah. like, how are you not? And then it's like, where are you in real life? Where are yeah. all the TikTok girlies? I know. Life? They're in West Hollywood. They're out and about in West Hollywood yeah. somewhere filming of there. Like, and I, I've never once seen anybody filming in public. I've never really? seen anybody take a video. I've never seen. And I'm like. You're getting Truman showed right now. <laughs> Where are you? Where's everyone? <laughs> oh, wait, no, that is so funny. Well, what would your final, final, final statement be in our last two minutes? What or advice? Um, any? Yeah, final um, statement. Soapbox. Advice small. for starting a business: probably, uh, patience. Mm. Um. Yeah. And just literally you have to force yourself to keep going. There's so many times I've wanted to give up and then I'll yeah. get a message from somebody on my shop page saying, thank you so much for this item. I haven't been able to find, I just gained 20 pounds. I haven't been yeah. able to find a piece in so long. And then you're like, okay, like this is why I do what I do. And comments like that make me ignore all the TikTok comments of people mm. hating on resellers because yeah. they just don't know how many other people you're helping yeah um, they don't see that they see all these depop girlies quote unquote taking and everything from the thrift store yeah yeah <laughs> they just don't no, understand I- that there's so many other people that are that are benefiting from that and I will say you do and I've told my fiance this I'm like I'll never be probably a millionaire because mm-hmm. I'm too um, I don't know if this is like too ethical but I'm like too ethical <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah. I'm literally too ethical like I'll give somebody a return if I find even the teeniest discrepancy that I didn't list on the original yeah. listing I mean I see videos online of people like I got these boots from Depop and the whole inside is thrashed I mean we all know what happens to like 90s boots when we go to wear yeah. them for the first time yeah yeah them, right yeah um, and so I think that maybe the world needs more ethical resellers. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed Victoria as much as I did. Her shop information, her personal Instagram, TikTok, socials, the whole rah, 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 nine, ten yards will be in the show notes. And before you go, don't forget to leave a rating and review. Thank you. Talk to you next week. Bye.